Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting His kingdom. Our service times are Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Today's message is Habit of Listening. Here's Pastor Philip Thomas. All right. All right, we're getting close to wrapping up our, our different habits and looking at different habits of how can we live our lives in a way uh, that, uh, where we live questionable lives, where we live lives um, in, in a way that, that make people question, why do you do that? Why do you choose to live that way? And that opens up opportunities for us to share our faith. Um, you know, it's, it's very simple. It's God called us to live as his disciples, as his followers. So how do we go about doing that? And there's no one way. And these habits are pretty broad. But we're just encouraging you to make sure you're not just coming to church and being a, a Christian on Sundays, right? God calls us to do that each and every day, right? And that's how we make an impact in his kingdom. So we started off, we talked about the habit of learning, that we continue to learn about Jesus, spending time with them. That was kind of one of the reasons for our, our podcast. And we, we continue to have uh, a, our Simple Life with Jesus series, which is kind of geared for this. So every Wednesday, um, we have just a, usually 15 minutes talking about Jesus, talking about God. Um, you know, how can we learn more about him? I also want to en- encourage you, you can, you can get our podcast either from our, from our website, just journeyelgin.org. It's right there on the first page. You just scroll down a little bit. Or you can subscribe to it through a podcast player. Um, but it, it, just share that if you have an opportunity. That's one way. It just can, can help people, maybe connect them with something. We did have a fun one that uh, came out last Thursday. Uh, Jonathan and I uh, spent uh, a while talking about Star Wars. And uh, if, you, if you like Star Wars, I think you'll definitely like it. But even if you don't, if you just like seeing how, where faith kind of fits in with uh, you know, even secular, uh, uh, the, the secular world, I think you'll really enjoy it. So I'd encourage you to, uh, to check that one out. Uh, Jonathan is very knowledgeable on the force. And uh, I, I, I was his young Padawan. Yeah, that is, if, if his wife did not tune out listening to it, then it must have been pretty good. That's, that, that's the best, the best uh, advertising you can get. So, but, uh, but so that, that's fun. So that's one way, again, just... Are we learning? Are we, are we immersing ourselves in learning more about the one that we claim to follow? Right? That's important. That's the first habit. The second habit was eating with people. Going out, you know, we said, okay, you need to at least eat at least twice a month. It's actually a great diet plan. Only eat twice a month. One of them with a family that's connected with Journey, and the other time a family that is not. And, uh, and just to get to know people. Uh, there's something powerful that happens uh, around a, a table, eating with someone. So we encourage that uh, habit. Last week we talked about the habit of worship, especially corporate worship. And we're not doing this just so that we can get more people in here every Sunday. That's not it. There's just there's something powerful about worshiping God together. Right? And you're also, I hope that you experience worship personally. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But there is something very important about worshiping together. And, uh, and so that just needs to become a habit. You may not be able to be here every week. That's fine. That's not, we're not saying this is a dogmatic thing, but is that a regular part of your life that you are seeking out and finding 
corporate worship because I believe it, it connects you not only with God, but it connects you with other people. And that's the thing is God is a God of relationship, right? And, and, and we interact with him on a relationship and the, the way that we make an impact in his kingdom is through relationships. And so uh, p- corporate worship is very important to that. Today we're going to talk about a habit that, frankly, I wanted to skip. Now, I've, I've used different, uh, different sources and stuff to kind of come up with these habits. By the way, these are all stolen from somewhere. Like, there, there's, nothing, there's nothing new to this, right? And there's nothing new under the sun in Christian thought. It's been said somewhere. So I'm stealing from somewhere, I know. Um, and, and, that's, and that's okay. But this is a habit that some people love, a lot of people like me struggle with. This is the habit of listening, specifically listening to God through silence and solitude. Right? Now, this can look very different. Maybe you do it just in a walk or just sitting out in nature. But are we actually making it a habit to just sit and listen for the voice of God? It's kind of interesting. This has been in the news a little bit recently of people criticizing those who actually think they hear the voice of God. And frankly, if you on a regular basis hear audible voices to you, you, that that could be, I'd be a little nervous. That's not what we're talking about here. And that's what all these things in the news, they're not saying that they audibly are hearing God directing them to do things. No, it's, it's the typical, traditional, Christian, biblical way of listening to God's voice. It's not real tangible. It's not all... Now, can God speak audibly? Of course, if God wants to speak audibly, he's going to speak audibly. All right? But that's not the norm. That's not how... God speaks to us through different ways. And this is hard for me. Right? It's hard for me just to sit and to listen. Right? And I think that's, a, that's become a cultural thing. It is hard for us to just cut off everything else and just listen. How many times, how, how many of you within the last, since 2018 started have spent more than three minutes, other than when you're asleep, more than three minutes in just complete silence? There's a, a, a handful. Most cannot do it. Right? Because, and I just want you to think right now of all the things that are entering into your mind on a regular basis. And now, over the last 10 years with the, the advent and, in, uh, of social media, we are bombarded more than ever before with stuff. Not all of it's bad. I'm not saying that it is. But we are constantly bombarded with things. Right? And, and so the, the question is, is, is this something that we should do? I question this because that's not normal for me. It's not normal for me just to want to go and sit in silence. Because one, it's difficult. So why is it difficult? Well, it's difficult because you can't measure it. Right? And, and we are immersed in, in measuring things as, as a culture. 
right? We base whether you're justifying your paycheck based on what? How many hours you work. Not really even if you're doing, getting anything done in that time. It's just as long as they clock in 40 hours, then we'll pay them. You know, they may get one hour worth of work done, but it doesn't matter. We can measure 40 hours. Sometimes it's harder to measure actual productivity. And so we're like, oh, we, we don't want to do that, right? So, so it's, it's hard because being in silence and listening to God is not always measurable. And you know what? There's times that you may even intentionally try to be quiet before God, and it's so awkward. You're just like, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Is something supposed to be happening now? How long has it been? Oh, 25 seconds? Oh, my gosh. You know? It, it, it is awkward, right? And so, and what you start doing is you're like, well, is this even making a difference? We love productivity, right? We like to think that what we do is being productive, right? And so just sitting and listening for God, sometimes we're like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like this is doing anything. I want something tangible. At least I can say I read three, four chapters of John if I sit down and I read something, right? Just sitting and listening is different, right? This is why it's hard. It's hard for most people because culturally we have moved away from the importance of silence and solitude. And another reason it's uh, difficult is it seems too spiritual, right? We think of, when I think of someone sitting in silence and solitude, I think of a monk, right? I don't want, well, I can't do that hairstyle. So I'm out, you know, the, the little hairstyle that just has the top, right? So I'm the anti-monk. But, but monks, that's what they did. I, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That works, but that's not the way that we're all called to be. And that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about that you have to spend, you know, a full day in silence, even though that would be a really good exercise. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just spending some time quiet. And alone before God. But it is awkward. And sometimes we feel that's just not how I get close to God. I, that's what I've said for a long time. Well, that's just not the way that I relate to God. There is some truth into that in that some personalities are more extroverted, some are more introverted. If you're an extreme introvert, you love silence and you love being alone, right? But a lot of people don't. And a lot of people, they don't mind being alone, but they still want stimuli, <laughs> right? So there is part of it that is personality. But I believe that the reason that this has become so uh, difficult for many people, it's a cultural reason. Our culture has pushed us away from it and has said, that is not productive. That is awkward. You're not getting anything really done. And I'm making the case today, and as I, I made the case to myself as I prepared this sermon, that that is a huge mistake, and I believe that it is a tool that the world has used to pull us away from God. Because being silent and being alone is invaluable. I, I Googled, so it has to be true. just looking at medical benefits of silence. And we're talking about five minutes, 
We're not talking about days on end or hours or anything like that. We're just talking about short periods of silence where you literally cut everything off. And I, only, I specifically only looked for articles that had no connection with any kind of faith. Just, just scientific stuff. There, it's all over the place. Here are some of the things that they have, have been able to prove scientifically, and of course we can all question that a little bit, but that, that it benefits just being silent and alone for short periods can do. It improves your memory. Um, it, this st- Science found that those who walked for 30 minutes three times a week uh, had uh, brain growth, just kind of getting away from everything, that their, some of their brain areas regenerated because they're just getting away from things. Uh, it stimulates brain, brain growth. It relieves stress. They've done tests on uh, your blood pressure. It significantly reduces your blood pressure. It reduces stress. It also, it, it even goes farther. Being in silence reduces your blood pressure more than just being alone listening to music. It, it's really interesting um, because even when you're listening to music, that can still be, do that. That's fine. But it's interesting that silence is more of a stress reducer than even listening to nice music because your mind is still going. And, and again, these are just things. It, helps, it can help fight insomnia. So people having trouble going to sleep, if before they went to sleep, they just spent some time in silence. It can help. Um, it, it heightens sensitivity. It helps all your other senses. All right, so that... Again, that's strictly a scientific. But if it, if it helps our bodies that way, then, hmm, who created our bodies? Yeah, God did. So what does God say about spending time in silence in Scripture? And it, it will kind of open your eyes. Just looking at the, the Gospels, so just looking basically at Jesus, and this isn't all of them. Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Matthew 14, 13, when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been beheaded, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Matthew 14, 23, after he sent the crowds away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray, and when it was evening, he was there alone. Luke 4, 42, when day came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place. And the crowds were searching for him and came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. Right? So Jesus' life is crazy at this point, but he still, he says, you know what? The crowds can wait. I need time alone. Uh, Luke 5, 15 through 16, yet the news about him spread all the more. So the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 6, 12, it was at this time he went off to the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. Mark 1, 35, in the early morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. Uh, there's, there's a few more. Mark 6, 45, uh, immediately Jesus made uh, his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on the mountainside to pray. And there's more than that. Jesus clearly, clearly, no question, lived a life where he spent time alone and in silence. Right? 
Now, it would, I'm sure it would be different each time. Sometimes it is in prayer. Sometimes it's just sitting there. I'm not saying there's one way to do this. But the habit of just getting away for a little bit is so important. This is a powerful scripture. because So if, if Jesus was doing this, what was it that, that he was taught? Well, it would, you look in the Old Testament. You have Psalm 62.1. I wait quietly before God, before God, for my victory comes from him. Uh, you have uh, other verses that talk about all throughout Psalms, but this is one that I love. This is 1 Kings 16, 11 through 13. And this is talking about Elijah. Uh, Elijah is a prophet. He's always telling people about God. Frankly, they usually don't listen. And so it's a really frustrating thing. It's, there's, there's danger. There's threats of war and violence all the time. And so Elijah at this point is kind of at its wit, his wit's end. He needs God to be speaking. And so it says in verse 11, it says, uh, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire... There was the sound of a gentle whisper. Some translations actually say, and there was silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I love that picture, that picture of what's going on. So often, we, we view God uh, as as seeing God in the big things in life, the things that are unmistakable, right, that just kind of hit you across the head. And it's like, oh, that was definitely God. And so that's kind of what we hope that we'll experience. And, uh, and so we, many times we ask God, okay, God, I need you to speak. I need you to speak to me. What do I need to do here? And we kind of wait for that huge answer, Right? I, I, I can remember getting my first vehicle. I was debating whether to buy my first vehicle or not. And this is not a healthy theology, so please don't follow this. So I was like, God, I need you to, I need you to give me a, a sign. Should I do this or not? And basically I said, if the bank approves me for a loan, I guess I, that's a, a sign. That's horrible, by the way. <laughs> right? Do not do this. But the bank approved me, and so I was like, all right, maybe, maybe that was it. I don't think that was how God was speaking, all right? I'm not going to say he can't, but I don't think it was. But that just shows I was looking for something big. I was looking for something tangible. God, I, 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 want, I want it to be big. And that's what Elijah was wanting. He was wanting God to do something huge. And so God does something huge, doesn't he? He causes, uh, as he comes by the wind, just causes the whole mountain to shake and, and rocks are falling. And Elijah's probably like, oh man, yes, this is my answer. And then nothing, right? Then the fire comes and consumes the mountain and you just get this. I mean, these are just big things that are happening. And Elijah's like, okay, that's great. It's happening, but I'm still not hearing you, God. What do you mean by that? You know, what, what does that mean? What does the earthquake mean? What does the wind mean? What does the fire mean? And God's like, Elijah, I haven't talked to you yet. Shut up. <laughs> Pay attention. And I'm going to speak to you in a whisper. We don't like that. 
We don't like that at all. We don't reward that in people. We only give... I mean, look at who's running our country. It's the loudest and the brashest, right? The calm, the quiet are not rewarded in our culture. And so often we want God to be loud and we want him to speak to us no matter what we're doing. And God is, because we don't want to change our lifestyle. And God's like, you know, maybe you just need to be quiet. What I want to encourage us to do is I want to encourage you each week to spend some time alone and quiet before God. If you want some techniques, just Google how to be silent before God. There's lots of different ways, and I'm not saying one is better than another. I do think it is important just to be silent. And I want to warn you, here's what's going to happen. Because I've done it, and I've come in here. And just to be silent. And, uh, and you know, everything's off, and you're just kind of sitting there. You're, you just get comfortable. And then all of a sudden, I realized that the, that clock is the loudest clock I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> click, 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 click. And you're like, whoo. Because whenever you start getting silence, everything starts heightening around you. And what it will do is you'll start going, oh my gosh, I, I don't know if I can do this. Yes, you can. It does take practice. I use this example, and I'm saying it from definitely not experience. But people that run a marathon, they're a little off, a little crazy. But you talk to people who love to run, people who run marathons. What they will tell you over and over and over again is the reason they love to run a marathon is because they run, and after that first, you know, what is that? It's like 26 miles or something? Oh, good gosh. You know, and, and, but after they hit a wall, say at mile 10, I would hit a mile at, or a wall at mile 0. 0.5, <laughs> right? But they, but they keep going, and they say there's a, a tangible feeling that if you push through that, that it's nearly euphoric, right? You're still tired. You know, you're still exhausted. But it's, the body just gives you some more adrenaline and endorphins. And I know scientifically you could do it. But all of a sudden, you feel amazing, a way that you can't experience. You know, sitting in silence is in a way like that. Because what's going to happen is you're going to kind of freak out a little bit. If you've never done this, sitting in silence for two minutes can feel like eternity. But, you, but if you do it, if, if you just keep with it, and, you know, a lot of times the, the idea is basically just to try not to really think about anything. And maybe you need to have, I know what I'll do a lot is I love the 23rd Psalm. So the Lord is my shepherd. So what happens is your mind starts going. All of a sudden you're thinking about what you need to do tomorrow, what you need to do next week. Then all of a sudden you'll think about, now, why did I do that back when I was in junior high? Like, it's weird. Your mind, it is weird, right? And your mind doesn't, isn't trained to handle silence. And so it goes all over the place. And I, I would just say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. 
And what can happen is all of a sudden you start realizing, wait, I, I'm in the presence of God. And I'm not going to tell you that you're going to have a life-changing experience. But you may. But what I am telling you is that it is a way to connect with God that we don't do anymore, and Jesus did it all the time. And so maybe we're missing out. Our fourth habit is to spend time listening to God. Man, if you can shoot for five minutes the first week, do it. If you can sit for ten minutes in silence, you're a superhero if you can do that the first time. Don't beat yourself up. It's something that we can learn to do, but I do believe it's something that is important. And I believe it opens up a different way of experiencing who God is. Find out how you want to do it. Maybe you want to do it through walking. That's good. But get away. Be by yourself. Be in the presence of God and allow him to speak to you. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, I want God to speak to me. But then do we ever really give him a chance? Many times in our schedules, we don't. We have to be intentional about making that a habit. Maybe you can start off Monday mornings. Sit, wake up 10 minutes earlier. Just sit and quiet. Think about the Lord is my shepherd. And allow God to speak to you. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you for your presence in this place. And Lord, as we talk about these habits, we do realize that sometimes it pulls us out of our comfort zone. And you know what? That's okay, Lord. I pray that you will speak to us. Your word clearly says that you speak. But Lord, that you speak in the whisper. Lord, encourage us. Discipline us enough so that we will give you the opportunity to speak into our lives. Lord, I thank you that you are a patient God. And that you can speak to us in many different ways, and you will continue to. But Lord, help us to make it a habit of allowing you to speak to us each and every day. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas, 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org. Or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon. And may God bless you.